Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's khaki. Yeah. The homo MC, y'all. Yeah. Are you horny? Because I'm horny. Horny as hell, man. It's about that time. Yeah. It's Tuesday night. Tuesday night. At 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. You know what time it is. Y'all know. Time for you to turn down those lights. Turn down those lights. Light some candles. Light some candles. Cause now we're in bed with Dr. Sue. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Sue, and it's January the seventh, a Tuesday night, eleven o'clock. This is our last live show. The snafu that we just went through with Laura is the exact reason why I'm dumping blog talk because this thing, this platform is absolutely plagued with technical problems. So we're going to be going direct to podcast. Interviews are going to be way longer. Everything's going to be so much better, more professional. Audio is going to actually work sometimes. <laughs> Cal Surprise, wouldn't that be amazing? So without further ado, Joe, you're here, right? I'm here. Yay! So Joe is here, and we have a few peeps in the chat room. I don't know where Bella went. She was there a moment ago. But, so just so you guys know, don't think that we're going away. We're We're going to be coming back under a new name called Exposed. And honestly, I think you're going to find it so much better than this platform. You guys are going to love it, actually, because it's just going to be so great. See, Beast is having problems. Audio is cutting out. This is ridiculous. I, I can't stand this. It's, it's insulting. So, without further ado, before we lose out our time, I want to bring in the amazing Laura Antonio. My dear, thank hey, you Dr. so Steele. much. Hi there. Thank you for even for spending ten dollars with Skype to actually try to get through on this cockamamie show. <laughs> I appreciate it. My, it's my honor. I am so amazed. You okay? For those who do not know you, tell them who you are because if they've been under a rock for God knows how long, they might not know who you are. Well, uh, I'm primarily known as an erotic author. I uh, released the first novel in what is now a five-book series, the Marketplace series, uh, 20 years ago. Um, uh, the first book is called The Marketplace, and downloaded as an e-book for free on Amazon.com, uh, if you happen to be in the United States. Um, so that was 20 years ago. Since then, I wrote uh, a whole bunch of sequels to it and a bunch of short stories, um, and uh, I am in the midst of finishing up the, the sixth book, uh, which I can honestly say now is long awaited. Um, it's only about 12 or 13 years late, um, called The Inheritor. Now, in addition to all of that, I travel around the world. I teach human sexuality classes, mostly about BDSM and power exchange relationships, that sort of thing. And last year, I published my first mystery called The Killer War Leather, which is a comedy murder mystery set in the contemporary leather kink community. And uh, it won the Rainbow Award for Best uh, Gay Lesbian uh, Mystery uh, back in December. And um, I'm engaged to write a sequel to it already. 
awesome. I was just going to say that. The book is so good, and it's so cool. Instead of the typical erotic sort of novel, um, I wouldn't even say it's not even a formula, but you know what I mean. It's not the same thing. It's so cool that you set this. It's erotic, yet at the same time, you've got a really cool murder mystery in there, which is it's just not usually done. That's why I love it. No, you know what they usually do? It's the, the murderer is this deeply disturbed, kinky guy who's, who was abused as a child. And if you see the kink community in a mainstream book at all, especially a thriller or a mystery, they're usually very dark and creepy, maladjusted people um, who, who look nothing like the community that I move in and out of all the time. You know, we gather at hotels, we have conventions, we dress in funny clothes, we teach each other workshops, we have fashion shows and and parties, and I'm sure from the outside, we look very silly. Um, And so that's that's the world I wanted to capture. Also, to show that people who do kinky things in bed are just about the same as everyone else. And you did that really, really well in this book. Uh, What have the sales been like? How, How has it been received? Well, I'm, I'm guessing the sales have been really good since uh, they uh, they want a sequel. Um, Yay! I know that. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I know that it's earned through its advance, and um, and for a book to do that uh, in under a year is is pretty impressive these days. So it really is. I'm I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm really you very happy be. with it. And uh, it's on audio, and uh, and I understand it's it's sold very well there. And uh, I know Cleus, my publisher, is trying hard as hell to get some someone to translate it overseas someplace. It would be really cool to see, you know, the the killer war leader in Germany or something. Well, because most of your stuff has already been translated, right? Oh no, I've had occasional. I books thought the marketplace series um, was translated. The marketplace, the book one was translated into Korean, which. I mean, go figure. Um, And that was about 18 years ago. Never saw a dime. I did get a copy of it, though. It's a very handsome book. Uh, One of my gay male novels called Musclebound was translated into Japanese. And they had this really sexy manga cover with these two, you know, anime boys. Right? Really gorgeous. And, And it was obviously done by someone who had read the descriptions of the characters in the book, which... Never happens in erotica. Exactly. No, um, not with illustrators. No. Right. And and I was so excited, but you know, again, I never saw a dime from that. But I have a copy of the book, and um, I did an anthology called Leather Women way back uh, in like 1991, and that was translated into German. Leader Frauen. <laughs> I love it. Leader Frauen. <laughs> That is brilliant. I absolutely love that. That is so cool. So what inspired you to do this, like to do the killer warrior? Well, I used to joke all the time that if someone wrote a book that was about the real kink community, it would have to be a comedy. Because agreed, 100%. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I mean, trying, <laughs> trying to make this dramatic, we all sound like we're in high school. Uh, I mean, the, the gossip and, and the sniping and the secrets and, and the code words and, and the clicks and who's into what and what clothes you wear and who you hang out with. 
the kink community is is a giant kinky high school drama on Nickelodeon. And and so after joking about it for years, and then I thought, well, what if there was a murder mystery set at a convention? And the moment I thought of that, I was actually at International Mr. Leather. Oh, so, brilliant. Okay. And right? And I'm standing over the lobby of the Congress Hotel in Chicago, and I am looking down at a thousand men dressed alike. <laughs> and I thought, if there was a murder mystery here, it would the be cops perfect. Would never, right? Right? They would say, "Well, yes, we saw the guy. He was kind of tall, and he was wearing black leather chaps over jeans, and then black boots, and a black, you know, leather jacket, and a black cap." And I said, "Now that's funny." That's so true. And you've, got, you've nailed the comedy in it, too, so well. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really hoping brilliant. that I was writing it, that, that the people in the community would understand that I was laughing with them and not at them, and, and luckily they, they do. I can't see how they wouldn't just because... Hello? 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 I just lost Dr. Sue. I think we both lost Dr. Sue. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is yet another example of the technical problems that we have at Blog Talk Radio. I see. So please continue telling us about uh, about your book. Here. Oh, I'm still on? You're still on because I'm still on. All right. So um, we'll wait for, for Sue to get back. But in the meantime, yes, um, I... Uh, I, I wrote the book. I got it out there. Um, people in the scene liked it. I had over 50 rave reviews from actual title holders. You know, in the leather community, there's a thing we, we have these contests, and, and people get up on stage, and sometimes they enact a fantasy or they make some speeches, and the winner gets a, a sash with studs all over it. And so all of these sash people uh, read the book when it was uh, in galleys, and, uh, and they gave me great, great reviews. And so I'm very relieved that they haven't kicked me out for, uh, for writing the book. Well, I, Why would they? Yeah. Why would they? Um, Come on. Cause, well, I mean, you you well, probably are the author that has depicted them realistically. Well, yes, um, and and I was I was sure that some of them might be a little sensitive about. Oh my God, you you made fun of the furries, you made fun of the polyamorists, and we all hate you. But um, the fact is, is that most people in the scene do actually have a sense of humor about it, and so I'm really lucky that way. And there are a lot that take themselves far too seriously, but at the same time, I think the majority of the community has a sense of humor. You can't not have a sense of humor doing this. You just can't. I mean, seriously. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, am I seriously going out dressed like this? (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't matter what you're into. Sooner or later, you're going to look and you say, okay, yes, I'm hot, and yes, this is the most ridiculous clothing I've ever worn in my life. <laughs> and I no, just don't you're, care. You're thinking, does this leather belt go with these leather chaps? Yes. <laughs> does this black leather now, go with this I black wear, leather? I don't know. It's just not working. Can I wear latex with leather after Labor Day? <laughs> no, well, as long as it's, it's not white latex, you're fine. <laughs> Obviously, it's too warm to wear it before Labor Day. Well, yes, yes, you got that. That's so, so true. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was really happy. And and the next uh, book is going to be called uh, Menage a Murder. 
because um, I've decided that my uh, my lesbian detective and her new partner um, are going to investigate crimes in sexual minority communities. That's going to be the gimmick for, for these oh, books. Well done. Wow. Oh, my God, that leaves you so wide open for every future book. It's perfect. I know, and it gives me an excuse to go to AVN and <laughs> furry conventions and all these other places that, uh, that I would love to go to and write off as a business expense. But uh, the next one is actually going to take place within the world of erotica authors. Ah. Oh, that yeah. That is absolutely kill amazing. Going to kill this off the famous cool. author of a, of a kinky BDSM trilogy who resembles no one. I love it. It's perfect. Because you know, you know what you're doing with each one of these books, too, is you're going to be exposing these sub-communities, which is yes. wonderful. Just like you said that you did yes. with the whole point of the leather convention and showing everybody that, you know what, it's okay, we're not scary, we're actually quite comical, you know, and then each one that you do is just going to be great for that particular genre you know it's going to be like if you did one with furries oh i I really hope so i mean one of the reasons why i want to write about erotica authors other than the fact that i am one is that people still do have this strange fantasy that we're all these almost courtesan like characters who loll around at home you know eating bonbons and watching porn (laughs) all day and you know while male models uh, strut in and out of our lives and um, I guess now that the world has seen that, uh, you know, the Fifty Shades lady is, you know, middle-aged housewife, maybe it's getting through to them that this stuff is just a craft like everything else. Yep. Um, but I would love to show what writers are really like, especially erotica writers, and how they spend their time and how they make a living and everything else. And um, it, it'll be fun. And it it's going to be a blast. I hope so. You are going to have a blast writing that because it's just so nicely wide open. Well, from your mouth to God's ears. Hey, I'm telling you, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I put my seal of on approval you. on it. You're fine. <laughs> I will come back on your superior show and let you know how it goes. Yes, that would be so much better, let me tell you, where we can actually have a conversation and I won't lose my audio in the middle of it. That was fun. So if anyone wondered where I went for a few minutes, it's because I was nowhere. I got sucked into a void, the blog talk void. It's not the first time. Were you scared? What's that? Were you scared? I wasn't scared. No, I was just kind of going, can anybody hear me? And no one <laughs> said anything in the chat room. And so I'm like, okay, I guess they can't hear me. Okay. Hmm. Okay, never mind. And I couldn't hear anybody else, so that was fun. But what are you going to do? That's why. We're moving onward and upward. Right. Right? That's right. Awesomeness. So when can we expect the menage coming out? Well, the Menage won't be out till next year at the earliest um, because I still have to write it. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm I'm finishing the Inheritor, which is book six of the Marketplace series. Um, just today, I turned 
the the manuscript to the point um, where I'm up to the last quarter of the book. Um, Ooh, this is always a yeah. This is a time in my writing where I start writing really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, but I guess when I when I see the finish line, um, I, I get continually inspired. Plus, this is this has been a really intense book to write. Um, and so it'll be it'll be good to get this over with. But um, I cleared what out made it intense? the first part of my window. Well, I am a, a lover of melodrama and classic stories. Uh, you ever read Joseph Campbell, Man with a Thousand Faces? Um, mm-hmm, or, uh, mm-hmm. You hear right about the mythic journey, the, the, the right. hero's journey, that sort of thing. Um, when I set out to write the Marketplace series, it had buried in it. A hero story, and I'm now reaching the culmination of the arc of that story. Oh, very cool! That's the reason yeah. why it's coming so fast, too. And and it's isn't it wonderful when you're in that zone, and everything well, it, just it like it's just like it's flowing from somewhere else. Well, yes. It, it, sometimes it does seem like I'm tapping into um, some unknown feed, and I'm just typing what it tells me to. And then I take my meds. Um, but uh, <laughs> until then, it, it, it's a bit of a slog. Uh, I have so many characters and so many stories in my brain. Um, the, the guide for me, the codex for the Marketplace books, is so enormous. I had to I have my wife put it online for me in the form of a Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And and so I have to look up my own history in the books to figure out who's who and how old they are and things like that. Right. And um, just the timeline and the outline for this book is longer than a short story. I like it. So it's complicated. What what advice would you give an aspiring author? Don't quit your day job. Mm-hmm. That's that's number one. Um, uh, number two is finish something. Uh, this is the best time that writers have ever, ever had. Uh, you can self-publish in five minutes um, and, and get paid for it. People are putting 99-cent stories out on Amazon.com literally the day they write them. Um, this is amazing, but don't count on making a living at it. Don't even count on making hobby money out of it. On the other hand, look, this woman wrote a thinly veiled piece of fan fiction about Twilight and made vampirism into kinky sex, and now she's a multi-billionaire. True. And you have to finish it and get it out there, and you have to grow a really thick skin. Get used to rejection. Um, get used to things not selling. Yep. Yep. Get used Do you think to it's better to self-publish or to try and find a publisher or an agent? I think it depends on your level of comfort with how much work you're willing to do for yourself. Um, I have published with a couple of different publishers from tiny little one person and their cat presses uh, Eclius is the largest publisher I've dealt with so far, and uh, they're a nice professional outfit out in San Francisco. And i got to tell you, I, I have no desire to self-publish, zero. 
Um, I do so much, uh, I spend so much time online self-promoting as it is and planning my appearances and uh, answering email and personal mail and everything else. If I had to lay out my books and hire artists and do all of that, forget it. I'd never write. I'd hate, I'd hate the whole process. Also, I like the fact that once the book is out of my hands, someone else will do some advertising for me. How much they do yeah. depends yeah. on how big an outfit they are, but, you know, <laughs> at least I'm, I'm not out there constantly begging. Well, okay, I am constantly begging people to buy my books, but hopefully I'm not too annoying. No, but it, and I think it adds a little bit more it, credibility when you have an actual publishing house behind you. What do you think? Or does it matter anymore? I think that the, I, I think that the difference is is getting smaller and smaller. Um, is it? Okay. If you if you are good at what you do, or you hire people who are good at what they do, your self published work could look fabulous. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to put time and money into it. You know, I could hire someone to lay it out. I could hire an artist to make a good cover if I had the money. Um, right. But a lot of people don't. You know, if they're going to sell it, right? An artist for twenty. Well, they're writers. They're not meant to be, you know, graphic artists and everything else. Exactly. So you buy a twenty-five dollar piece of, um, you know, clip art from someplace, and you slap the cover on it, and whatever free art program you have, you upload it through Amazon's whatever program they use, and sit back and profit. Mm-hmm. If you've spent nothing on it, then everything you make is pure profit. But for me, if I'm going to spend a year writing a book, I, I don't also have a couple thousand dollars to hire professionals to put it together. So I leave yeah. that to publishers. Other people, however, their learning curve is shorter. They have more time to put into this. They, they don't feel that this is a bad use of their time. Then it's awesome. So it all just depends on what you're strengths and weaknesses are and accepting the fact that they are weaknesses and just saying, okay, forget it. Let somebody else deal with it. Not a big deal. Yep. Nope. I like it. Laura, thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry this has to be a short interview, and I'm sorry everything went the way it did. You are an absolute angel for being on the show. You really are. And please, when you're ready to release the next one, please come on the new show. Oh, I will. Count on it. Yay! Thank you so much, everybody. I want you going to Amazon right now. My orders. Go get yourself the Killer War Leather immediately. Thank you, Laura. We love you. Thank you, Sue. Have a good night. Bye now. So, you guys, I, I see this is another thing. I got to wrap it up really fast because they're going to cut us off. So this is this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like forget it. I'm done. I'm done. Bye, Wait blog talk. <laughs> yes, the other thing. They took all of my commercials are gone. All of the sound bites are gone. But they left us with a five-second drum roll and a turkey gobble. Thank you so much. <laughs> exactly. So I want to do my, my – this is because this is going to be the last chat room we have, so I'm going to do my romper room really quick. I want to say thank you to Madam Devilish for showing up, Dawn Fortune, 
my beloved Maribel Blue at Kinky Magazine, who I will be writing for. You guys are going to be able to ask all your questions on both Kinky Magazine and on KEM Top. So make sure you get over to Kinky Magazine and KEM Top Talk because I'm going to be on both places. And who else have we got? We've got Mark Goodpet because he really is a good pet. He really is. He's a, he's a sweetie. And we have MMs as panties. You're new. I don't know who you are. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Mistress Magic, of course, jumped in. And we've got Toxic Goddess, the beloved Toxic Goddess, Queen Kitty, who's always here, with her beautiful pet, Bubble Butt, who I'm telling you, Muffy is the best ass on Twitter. It's unbelievable. And, of course, Sir Beast. So thank you guys for showing up for the last show. I really appreciate it. Remember, we're not going away. We're just changing formats. going to be bigger and better the next one. So stay tuned. We will be there. Joe is going to be on the new one, too. You guys are going to absolutely pee your pants when you find out what we're doing with Joe. And <laughs> You're going to really like it, though, because it's very funny. So thank you, you guys, very much for coming out to the last in bed. Catch you on the other side on the Exposed show with me and Joe again. Say bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. There you go. Bye, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to look up Exposed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.